So, I went to the store the other day, and this worker that works there, she's pretty nice. She gives me cigarettes sometimes when I need some. And uh, she gave me a cigarette, and we went outside, and she smoked too. And uh, I didn't know, but she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to quit smoking after I have my kids so I don't have to raise them around smoke. But smoking is actually good for your kids because the first one, I didn't smoke at all. And I, he's had, like, tubes in his ears three times. The second one, I smoked. Not a damn problem. Perfect. Third one, I smoked. Perfect. Not a damn problem. So this one, of course I'm going to smoke. So because of her own biased experience, she's convinced that smoking is not bad for your unborn child. It helps with ear infections, she said. Because one of her kids had to be born and have tubes in his ears for ear problems. Yeah. So she continues to smoke while pregnant. Yeah. She's justifying her smoking. I wonder if for the first kids it stopped smoking after they were born. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. But she said she's going to after this one's born. Yeah. But she's probably going to find a reason to justify it, which is like, you know, smoke's actually good for them after they're born. <laughs> <laughs> These sensitive motherfuckers are surprised that I'm here. I was surprised when I found out that you had hymens in your ears. What time is it? Time for you to disappear. Because if you decide to stick around and interfere, I'll have to get rid of you. I'm the Hamburglar. Where are your burgers? Are you there, God? It's us. Your boys. What is up? So we noticed we have a lot of views on the uh, Drunk Gods episode. So we're coming at you with another drunk episode. Today, we have a lot of topics to discuss, but we are drunk and we are going to keep drinking. Right now, we've both got a cup. He's got almost half a cup of whiskey, some of that Jameson stout, and I've got some uh, Skull Hunter Proof vodka. So uh, let's get into this. All right. So the other day, I'm watching the Minions movie, The Rise of Gru, with my kids and whatnot. Never seen it. I haven't watched any Minions movies. It's not important for you to have seen this to find out what I'm about to talk about. Okay. There's a plane scene. And like in many movie plane scenes, when they flush the toilet, the shit gets sucked out of the toilet by air pressure. I've never been on a plane in a bathroom, so I don't know. But... Well, you don't see, like, when you flush, you don't see, like, the sky. No, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And so, I think that's the illusion that they're trying to give in, like, the cartoon plane movies yeah. you know what I mean like it's sucked out by air pressure yeah so I was like I wonder if like old planes used to just throw shit out the goddamn plane you know what I mean so I looked it up couldn't find anything but what I did find was that there have in the past there have been leakages of plane sewer and septic systems and I found one link where a lady was driving with her son I don't know if she was in <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if she was in a convertible car or not. Uh, it'd be funnier if she wasn't, because that's just by chance this shit is happening yeah. from an angle. But her quote was something like, "We were inundated with shit falling from the sky." <laughs> And so shit got on her son and on his clothes. When she elaborated about shit getting on her, she said that shit got on her face, in her mouth, in her eyes, and on her body. <laughs> so she goes to the doctor, to tr and she could tell it was human shit by the smell immediately. <laughs> <laughs> when I looked it up, uh, shit is supposed to freeze at high altitudes because of uh, the, the air pressure and the, the temperature at that point yeah. from the plane. You know what I mean? So, um, but 
it may have unfroze, it may have, you know, thawed coming down with all the friction of the wind from a mile up or however far it yeah. is. And uh, it just, like, shit just, streaks of shit just slap this lady and her son in the <laughs> face while she's driving. She goes to the doctor. The doctor says, you have pink eye. And she's like, that makes sense. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was human shit. And I think they said there was a, an investigation going on. Yeah. But um, I found that to be hilarious. Yeah, it's funny as fuck. I could couldn't imagine driving and just shit if you're dr what if you're driving to a funeral you're driving somewhere you know, cheers cheers you're driving somewhere that you have oh that's strong i drank so much of that oh fuck oh you're driving somewhere that you have to be and shit just gets on you on the way to school on the way to anywhere well you could take a day off of school you could take a day off of work but the explanation alone yeah at least i'd file a police report and be like hey uh i don't know if this is crime worthy but there's shit falling from the sky um i recently learned about a term from a thing i had heard a thing i was listening to and lexicon um, from yeah this is a new word in my lexicon <laughs> The word is booty juice. Oh, man. And uh, we're going to look up the definition of booty juice real fast for the listeners really fast. Oh, I can tell you all about booty juice. Oh, yeah. But I, I there is a definition that yeah. I had uh, I had found. Booty juice is a slang term for the drug Haldol. It is used on minors in psychiatric hospitals to keep them in line, although reports show that it is often given illegally or unnecessarily. However, this practice may potentially be outlawed in the near future. Now, um, they say it's given to minors. Um, I'm not sure. Chris may have been a minor. Yeah, I was definitely a minor. When he had the experience with booty juice. But Chris does have an experience with booty juice. And um, I was going to see if you would elaborate on that a little bit. So basically, it was very, it was stupid. I, I, I had I had very bad anger problems. And I'm crazy as fuck. And it was like a jail TV situation where dude was watching something on TV. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I want to watch this. So basically, I just took the remote like off his lap, changed the channel, put the remote by me. He pushed me. So I stood up and I kicked him in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> And next thing you know, I see three huge dudes running at me, and I take off down the hallway, and one of them just fucking tackles me to the ground. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, but I know they get booty juice, and I was like, oh god, oh god, and like they just pulled down my pants, stabbed me in the fucking ass, and next thing you know, I'm just like fucking. They, they they lobotomized you with booty juice yeah, temporarily. It was horrible, but it felt it was like you, I, I had to have a couple times where I did it on purpose because I was like I'm just gonna like experience some booty juice again <laughs> you're like I'm gonna get high anyway but yeah. does it make you feel high yeah it's like a stupid high though yeah yeah it's like, like not worth anything no it's like crazy fun. it's too high it's way too high yeah it's way too high it's like holy shit like, it's like, a tranquilizer yeah it's it's a tranquil that's what it is holy <laughs> shit the tranquilizer yeah it's like a tranquilizer that's why it keeps them in line oh my god yeah and it fucking you're just like duh quote unquote keeps them in line you can barely move holy if you shit can, if you can that's like being lobotomized yeah it's fucking horrible bro so you but get, it feels pretty good sometimes yeah so you get it feels pretty good sometimes <laughs> if you ever jerk off on Haldol just know you're having the time of your life it feels like somebody else is doing it <laughs> So you get you get in a fight with this guy over the remote. Well, kinda. I just you know I just kicked him in the fucking face yeah, after he, he shoved me. I could have ignored him. He shoves you. You kick him in the face. You then ru you then see three large orderlies. <laughs> three large orderlies like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you, you then say, oh fuck. 
run, start running down a hallway. They catch you. I'm sure their cardio is up to date. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because they probably do this all the time. They then pull your pants down as to not break the needle. <laughs> no, no regard for your safety at all. It's yeah. all for the needle. Yeah. They then stick you with this needle and inject Haldol in your ass. Yeah. Booty juice, as they call it. You, so that You told the story. Yes. <laughs> so that you can... So that you can calm down and it gets you high as fuck to where you're like not able to you're 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 way too fucked up at this yeah. point. You're tranquilized. Now after they tranquilize you, what do they do with you? Put you in your bed. They just put you in your bed? Yeah. Holy fuck. That makes me think of you're like, not doing shit. Like you're tranquilized. You're like fuck. I'm an elephant at the zoo right now that went a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like the first time was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, I was barely even conscious. But then the second time, I was like, the second time, I won't lie. The second time I did it, I was like really like I was I was in there for like 14 days. And this is when I first went to the state hospital. And I was there for uh, three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like 14 days in, and I didn't have booty juice for like two years. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I don't want to deal with anybody. I don't want to think right now. I just want to sleep. And I was like, you know what? What put me to sleep? Booty juice. And I just like grabbed a chair and slammed into a wall and started screaming random shit at people, like just cussing everybody out. Let them shoot. I didn't even fight it. Just let them put me in booty juice. Took my bed and I just laid there like tripping balls. I tried to sit up, but I was just like, nah. And I just laid there like trying to enjoy it. It was crazy though. And then I was like, again, like third time, I was just like, yeah, I'm doing this. I imagine booty juice would put you to sleep pretty. Yeah. Pretty. That that'd be sick. I'd be like, hey man. You guys aren't giving me any Tylenol PM, so maybe break out the booty juice. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I found that to be so fascinating. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, something else they'll do is like if you're in the hospital and you have sleep issues or like you're just staying up late or shit like that, they'll give you like a really high dose of the hardcore sleep medication. Oh, and then shit. when they release you, they'll like say they'll give you like a 300 milligram dose in the hospital. They'll release you and put you on like 50 milligrams. So you'll just be awake all the time? No, it still puts you to sleep. But the thing is, they don't want to deal with you in the hospital. So yeah. they're just putting you to sleep. They're like, you're, that shit is anesthesia at that point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people for like, like, teenagers are crazy. I've seen some fucked up shit. Holy fuck. I saw one dude shit. It was disgusting. <laughs> how, how did you see the guy shit? Well... I was in the hospital, mm-hmm. and I was playing cards, and this dude comes out of his room, and I don't know if he's autistic or what, but he, like, didn't talk to anybody. He mainly just watched TV, and we were told to just let him watch whatever he wanted to, and, uh, like, we just did. No one fucked with it, because he only came out there a little bit, and one day, he came out of his room, and he just started screaming, and he walked over, got up on the table, like, the food table, like, squatted, pulled his pants down to his knees, and just started shitting and pissing. <laughs> by the way, he was pissing too. That's he awesome. He started shitting on the table, screaming like "fuck you, let me out of this shit hole," and like screaming. And then they came out there, they booty juiced him, they sent us all to our rooms, they cleaned everything, <laughs> and then like we didn't see him for like a week. Dude, see, I feel bad for. I just hope that there's not people because I think I, I don't know how much. Uh, like background checks and stuff they do on people that work in those places. Yeah, I don't know how many if those people have to be nurses or how qualified they have to be, but if someone has abusive problems 
towards patients, and I they'll can go only... in isolation. Really? Yeah, like they'll be in a fucking like a crazy room. What do you mean? Like they put you in suit jackets. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, let's say someone's mean to patients, like a nurse or whoever. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. If there's someone who's abusing power in there, which I've heard a lot of I accounts thought you meant of, like a person, like another inmate being crazy. No, 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 no. I, I understand. I, I, I know. I know. Straight jackets aren't hard to get to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and documentaries about fucked up shit. Yeah. And um, I've heard a lot of abuses of power in institutions like that, and I just know if there was someone like that in there and they had to clean up someone's shit, they would probably like do something really horrible to that person. You know what I mean? No, because these people were, like, trained to just, like, deal with your shit until it got to the booty juice point. Until it got to the booty juice point? Until, like, like they would deal with you until they had to call the big guys. Yeah. Hang on. Well, we took an un, uh, unmentionable break because uh, somebody called, so we had to pause for a second, so we took a smoke break. Don't worry, we're still here, we're still drinking. Uh, let's get back to the topic at hand. Okay, so... <laughs> When I was a kid, you we would go to this water park, and this water park was called Hurricane Harbor. Yeah. And they have this giant bucket that slowly fills with water, and when it gets too full, it tips over and yeah. dumps tons of gallons of water on everybody. Yeah. Now, uh, it's really popular now, but back then when I was a kid, that's the only place I ever saw it. So my uncle would take me and my cousin, his son, to this water park. Now... One of the first times he took my cousin by himself to see what it was like, um, he was like, that's fucking cool that they have a giant bucket that tips water over. Yeah. Now, he's a really big dude. Uh, I don't know if you've met this uncle. Uh, it's Joseph's dad. I don't know. Yeah. And so he, he, he's, a, he's a really big dude. And he is like, cool, I'm going to go under there to see what it's like to get tons of water dumped on you. Yeah. He goes over there. He's surrounded by tons of children. <laughs> He's surrounded by tons of children who also were waiting for this moment to happen uh, because a bell, like a cowbell or something, starts ringing next to the thing when it's filling up all the way. Yeah. And so he runs over to it, and he's like, yeah, it's about to happen. And then the water falls on everyone. You, <laughs> when you're under the water, mind you, there's so much water, you can't see it. It pours down on this little, like, ramp thing that yeah. makes the water splash out at an angle at an angle to hit everyone yeah and it hits everyone you can't see a fucking thing <laughs> and then he does it and he's like wow that's crazy he's like that was really cool he looks around and then he sees everyone staring at him and he's like huh and he looks or he looks down and his shorts are on the ground <laughs> his, his swim trunks are on the ground and so <laughs> He's got his massive dick out in front of all these kids. Now, luckily, this was, I don't know, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, he immediately picks his shorts up very, he picks his swim trunks up very quickly. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And so, he looks around and he's just, he just screams out, sorry, sorry. And so, then he goes back and sits down all embarrassed, I'm sure. And, uh. I just thought that was hilarious That's when I heard funny this story. As fuck. This story has been known for a long time in yeah, my family. Yeah. And uh, 
and it's just accidentally being exposed at a family event is just the most terrifying situation (laughs) (laughs) that you could be in oh man so uh yeah i just thought i would tell that story because i i was uh i was thinking about thinking about stories i have another story so as everyone knows um wax uh the concentrated thc yeah uh wax is very popular now and a long time ago people were making all different types of wax any ways that they could now there's very professional co2 extracted wax and um it's really nice a long time ago we used to have to fill these little glass tubes with weed and we would purge butane through them and then we would put the butane um on like a pan or something evaporate all the water and scrape together what was left and that was the wax you know? yeah so it's gotten better and better over the years so um about two or three years ago whenever it was super big and everyone was doing all this stuff uh one of my uncles comes to me and says you know this one for sure yeah and says hey i got this new stuff called clear and I was like, cool, let me get some. He was like, now only do a little bit because the way they do it, it's like really strong and, you know, whatever, whatever. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Now, I didn't know what a little bit was. I have yet to ever see this clear stuff again. It looks like golden, like very light golden honey. And it comes in a little, it, a syringe without the needle. It's just a syringe with a hole on the end of it. Yeah. And you kind of just squeeze it out. I don't know what it was made exactly for or what, but he was selling it. He sells everything. It's just what he does. So he was just throwing me some. So I get some from him. I have a dab rig. I do it a couple of times. I'm like, all right, cool. It's just wax, whatever. And then I have to go to work one day. I don't have any weed or anything to take with me to work. So I'm like, if I do an entire line, yeah, uh, just squeeze out a huge line of this on the dab rig, I'll probably be high for like at least half the work day. Yeah. So I do it. I do it. The line before I was only doing like little like a couple a drop or two of it you yeah. know what I mean out of it and I do like a whole line out of it I go to work I start making trash cans in the back which is what I did at the time and I start feeling funny and so I walk to the front I grab a chair and I bring it back there and I sit down while I'm making trash cans and uh, these two cooks start coming back there talking to me uh, and they're like why are you sitting down and I'm like I feel funny and I, I was like I think it's because of this stuff I dabbed this morning on the rig and they were like oh well maybe it's your blood sugar or something I don't know and so the next thing I know is I'm I I'm feel like I'm asleep and I hear two voices calling to me they're saying Nick Nick <laughs> and I think I'm in bed at home and that someone is trying to get my attention yeah so I lift my head up and I go what <laughs> like what the fuck do you want I'm sleeping and I open my eyes, and I there's a, a restaurant tile floor under my face. <laughs> and so then I'm like, oh no, I'm at work right now. <laughs> so I proceed to stand up, and I'm all woozy, and I'm like, look at these two guys. I, I, I remember, oh yeah, I was talking to these guys a minute ago. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? And they're like, you just leaned forward and hit the ground. Your face just hit the ground. And I was like holy shit and uh i think i had like a bruise on my face or something and i'm pretty sure what happened was uh the clear or whatever it was made my blood sugar like drop 
because I ate some ice cream and I was fine. Yeah. But I still used the excuse to go home. <laughs> but I was like, probably my blood sugar, it probably dropped. Because yeah. sometimes I think uh, when you do too much THC, that'll happen. And so I, I just went home and I was like, holy shit. But it was definitely because of that shit. Yeah. Because I, it, it was... I, I felt so weird after I hit I remember it. the first time I did that. I was like fucking, uh, whatever, I was with my cousin, and we went over to South Mid, and we even, I even got, I, had, I still have a warrant there where it's expired uh, <laughs> for possession of uh, paraphernalia because we had like four pipes in the car with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we went over to his friend's house, and, he was, and I had never heard of wax before. And he was like, we're going to do some dabs. And I was like, oh, I've heard that term. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what the fuck it is. And he was like, oh, don't worry, you're just you're smoking normal. So we go in there, and these motherfuckers are in the bathroom. One of them standing on a step stool in front of a six-foot-tall bong, okay? <laughs> and he has, a, like, a fucking five-foot strand of, like, thick wax just in a fucking line over the pot bowl. And that people are just wax. walking up and hitting it. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, I hit it like a bong, right? So I just, like slowly inhaled until I had no breath. Like, I have a high tolerance and my lungs are already, like, my lungs are good, so I didn't cough at all. And, like, it must have been good shit because normally I cough on dabs. But I hit it forever, and then I, like, blew it out and everything was fine. Started walking to the living room, and I got, I saw the couch, right? And I was like, oh, there's the couch. I'm going to lay down on it. And <laughs> definitely from, too high. And from where I was, I just, I just, like, once I had the thought I'm going to lay down on the couch, I just laid down. I just fell forward. <laughs> Smashed my face on the fucking ground, and I just laid there and it was like I can't move. Uh, but I was like so far from the couch. Yeah. They moved. They picked me up and laid me on the couch. But like I just, like I just fucking, I hit the floor, bro. Dude. Well, yeah. That that's how doing too much makes you feel it. It's like I'm gonna lay down until I'm not this high anymore. Yeah. Because when you're young, you're like. You smoke all. You smoke as much weed as you can per like minute. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's no such thing as too high. Yeah. And then you do this control, yeah. essentially a controlled substance of weed. Yeah. And you're like, there is such a thing as being too high. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever this is. Yeah. But no, after that, you saw how big of dabs I did. Oh yeah, we did dabs all the time. Yeah, I did huge ones. Yeah. I remember one time I was over at what's this fuck's house, and uh. Somebody was over there and they had like a fucking huge can of wax and a fucking pin that you had to heat up. Mm-hmm. Like Justin had one that you have to heat up with electronic, but uh, this dude had a fucking metal one that you had to heat up with the torch. And uh, oh, it was probably a nectar collector. Yeah, it was a nectar collector. And I was like, "Hey, can I have a dab?" And he was like, "You have to get your own." And I was like, "And he's like, if I don't think it's a good enough size dab, then you're not taking it." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I'll get my own, bro." And. uh... I went over there and I took a huge fucking scoop out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is enough. And I showed it to him. He's like, okay. And I fucking put it on the side, heated the torch up, and then I fucking hit it. And I hit the nectar collector like you're supposed to so it doesn't clog. Uh-huh. And then I just like chilled. And like 30 minutes later, he was like, first off, I don't know how you're not fucked out of your mind right now. Second off, you're the first person that I've been proud that I let hit it. Normally I say no to everyone because. No one knows how to do it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I'm, I am fucked up. <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's the great thing about dabs is that uh, if you love if you love smoking weed or whatever, it, it also gives you an immediate high, but also it lasts way longer. Yeah. So it's like definitely what you're after. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just like, dab pins. hit it every now and again, you know you what I mean? You just hit a small dab every like fucking two minutes. Yeah, and they don't make me feel tired as fast. Yeah. 
You can take like two hits and be high for like an hour. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <sighs> Even the Delta ones like are, like not bad. Like the, I'm the sure they're not bags, bad. Like, but the problem is you still could do them because it's still weed. Yeah. Like it's like three points in a percent. But uh, yeah, it's still illegal. Like technically speaking, you could go into the store, buy some, and a cop can just watch you. And they can when you come out, they can just pull you over and be like, "Yo, that's weed," yeah. <laughs> and give you a ticket for it. Yeah. Uh, and whenever we had some, I remember uh, it. It was fine, but the aftertaste of it was different. Yeah. It smells the same. Yeah. Aftertaste of it is different. Yeah. So they, they definitely have like a good marketing strategy and you don't know they got you until they got you. Yeah. Basically. You know what I mean? But you do you do get high off of it. Yeah. yeah. Like a body high kinda. Yeah. I'm not really a mental high. I prefer the body highs. Yeah. Because I like to get shit done and also be like, I'm kinda high right now. Yeah, like I'll be playing league and I'll be chilling there, just like hit it twice. Like, end of the game, I'll be, like, just playing, and my body's just, like, relaxed, and I'm just moving my wrist, you know? Yeah. So I'm just, like, as comfortable as I can be, but I'm, like, I don't feel high. Yeah. Like, I'm just conscious if of the you, game. I feel a little, like, high. Yeah. Like, but I, like, I know I'm high, but I'm just, like, playing the game normally. Body high is, see, body high is not good for you that much, because you sit still a lot. Yeah. When well, I, I like body highs. Yeah. Because you, I sit still a lot, so it's, like, my body oh. just gets super comfortable. Because when I move around a lot... A body high is like awesome because yeah. it makes me feel like I'm definitely not in the state I was before. Yeah. But when I'm very still, I'm like, I get that feeling like, is this enough? Yeah. And then you start moving and you're like, oh yeah, this is where this is like the ma- what what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Head high is different. Head high is, you know, when you're head high, there's no getting around it. Yeah. Even if you have stuff to do, you can feel it. You know what I mean? I'm, I think. I just smoked earlier, not too long ago, but I don't think I'm like high, high anymore. I'm just a little high, but I'm like very drunk. I'm hella drunk right now. And this we is still my got a lot of vodka. This is my third cup, and I, we've done a we've done a few like half cousins. It's so strong, and I'm I'm so glad this is that you brought that little bit of whiskey over because man, it tastes so much better than that hundred proof, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. Now. Oh shit, one second. <laughs> God bless me. Thank you. Anyways, so when I first reconnected with you, we were friends as children, and then we met each other again when me and uh, Nathan had that job together, and then you worked there for a little while. You and Nathan were living at an apartment together. Yeah. Now, I go over there. I don't know if this was the first time I went over there. It was one of the first times I went over there, which was astounding to me, because I was like, surely, I don't know if you guys knew I was super fucked up at the time. I yeah. am. I am. Yeah. I don't know. You guys definitely, you know, you must have sensed it. Why? I went over there. I believe it was Nathan, but you were also like, Nathan found this cool video. Yeah. <laughs> and this video was like, Hey, I want you guys were like, hey, I want to show you something. I walk over in front of this computer in the living room because you guys are computer people, so yeah. you have computers. Yeah. One, one in one room, one in the other room, and uh, I I look over and it is like a version of kind of like a porn site, like a weird offsite site, you know. Yeah. And uh, and uh, <laughs> you're like this guy. You guys are like this guy can fuck himself, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm like, you know what? I'm. I, don't explain anything to me. Just play the video. 
says, I'm fine. I've seen a lot of shit, so please just play the... So, this guy... The funniest shit was... To me, the funniest shit wasn't that he showed this. The funniest shit to me was that he stated, like, I was at a Burger King the other day. <laughs> I think that's what he says. He says something like that. He's like, I was at a Burger King the other day. And he doesn't elaborate on what he did to this lady or, like, what he what was said. But the only thing he says was... And this lady told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> and then he goes, and guess what? I can. It reminded me of kind of like a Steve OS because he was like, guess what? I can. I'm about to show you this stunt I can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he is a black dude. And uh, not that that's important, just to paint a picture for the listener. He then, it then shows, <laughs> it then cuts to a clip of him with his dick in his own ass yeah. from, like, going straight down and just, like, using his hand to, like, work it in and out of his ass. And I'm like, well, uh, I guess he can fuck himself. <laughs> and uh, maybe every time he hears you can go fuck yourself, he goes home and does that out of, like, either a coping mechanism or, like, I can do this. <laughs> this is a thing most people can't do, and uh, he's very proud of it. Yeah. He's most honestly proud of it. Um, sorry, you know I'm hyper paranoid. He's most honestly, uh, <laughs> he's most obviously <laughs> proud of it. But yeah, uh, that was a story I thought was worth telling. Cause it's, that's been weighing on me for years. Yeah. I'm like, one of the first, I think it might have been the first. The thing that bothered me, <laughs> the thing that bothered me that was so overwhelming to me about it was that I've never shared any digital <laughs> I've never shared any digital data with you and Nathan from this time other than a text to recall. Yeah. And immediately it's like, you wanna see something? <laughs> <laughs> this guy can fuck himself. Yeah, but we knew he was kids, so it was like, yeah, who cares? So you know I'm fucked up, yeah. so that that's good. That's good. Well we knew each other through some shit, so that's yeah. good. that's good. At least you know my life was on a downward spiral. <laughs> Um, so here's something that I brought up to you and you knew, and probably the rest of the world knows, but I did not know. What? And that is when a caterpillar, when a caterpillar, 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 I don't know if it has an R in there in the first. Anyways. Yeah, it's a caterpillar. When a caterpillar creates a chrysalis, a cocoon, if you will, and goes inside of it and begins its metamorphical stage of turning into a butterfly it goes into a pupa-like stage and then almost completely liquefies and turns into a goo. Where, like, I don't know if its nervous system is intact. I don't know what's intact in there. But as far as they can tell, it almost all turns into a goo. And they can't, they can't go in there and, like, see what's all... I mean, they could, but they'd have to immediately murder this thing, I guess. But um, then it comes out a butterfly. And so they're like... How do you and so there's wings inside of it that come out, but the rest is goo that have to reshape into this thing that is a butterfly. I didn't know it liquefies. I was only taught the backwoods hick shit of. I thought the fucking caterpillar's body like molted and wings came out and it shrunk down and there was a butterfly there i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know it turned into a soupy goo of caterpillar yeah so then i looked it up and i started doing all this research and 
the brain must somehow stay intact in there because what these scientists did was while the caterpillar was a caterpillar, they gave it, they, they would isolate it, they would produce a scent that the caterpillar could smell, and then every time it smelled this thing, they would give it an electric shock, like electroshock therapy, like assimilation. Like you're going to assimilate this smell with this yeah. shock. Yeah. And then after it became a butterfly, they introduced this scent and it started acting like it was like either about to be or going to be sh or being shocked. Yeah. So the brain must stay, it has a memory past. Yeah. So I was very intrigued by that. I thought that was really cool. That's cool, yeah. Okay, okay, story time. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, story time. Okay, story time. Now, <laughs> when I was in fourth grade, I yeah. had a Dalmatian. It was half Dalmatian, half Blue Healer, and this dog was fucking wild. <laughs> this dog had more energy than I could keep up with. My mom hated me for having this dog. We went to this festival called Depot Days in the middle of yeah, town. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this guy was giving away dogs. He couldn't, he couldn't, he was just trying to get rid of them. And I was like, my mom knows I love dogs. Yeah. So my mom, I'm sure my mom probably had a few drinks in her, and she was like, this is a good idea for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you have no other responsibility, and I'm hiding your grades from your father, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll totally get you, get you this dog. <laughs> <laughs> and so she got me this, she got me this dog. I love this dog. His name was Bruiser. Because I don't know, I thought that was a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Bruiser, when I wasn't around, well, I, I I played with him pretty roughly, even when I was around. When I wasn't around, he was an asshole, apparently. Yeah. So my mom uh, wanted hard-boiled eggs this day. Yeah. Is a, she has random cravings all the time. Sometimes she'll eat whole jalapenos, you yeah. know. So, she wanted hard-boiled eggs this day. She starts boiling eggs. While she's boiling eggs, the dog comes in there, and it's she's usually friendly with it, you know? The dog comes in there, and it, like, goes to jump on her to, like, hey, I'm here, pet me, whatever, whatever. And it, it, it hops up and puts its front legs on her, but the handle of the pot is sticking out of the top of the stove. The water is already boiling. My mom is in front of the pot. <laughs> The pot flips forward, throwing the boiling water on my mom's leg. Oh, damn. Does she have a scar? I don't know if she has a scar. My mom got... She probably does. My mom got third-degree burns down her thigh. Yeah. It was then that I found out, after I got home from school, my mom is sending my dog to live with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, Fuck! <laughs> Yeah, because the whole, I was so upset. The whole pet thing for my family was, uh, we had a dog growing up, like, it died around the same time my grandpa died, his name was, well, no, it lived a lot longer, uh, I think it's dead. Pretty sure it's <laughs> dead, yeah, because it did move in with my, uh, with them, my grandma and them, after she moved. I'm pretty sure it's dead. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, but his name was BB, and his little Pomeranian, we had it since I was, like, a kid, mm -hmm. and, uh, I got my own pet sometimes. We had fish, too. Uh, but I had, uh, I got a cat at one point. And I got a cat a couple times. 
But the only cat I remember naming is Snowball and then Vex and Vax. Vex and Vax? Yeah. So fucking cool. And, well, it's like, it's from Rick World. It sounds like they're twins and they're yeah, androids. they're twins. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I remember, like, I, I always forget about it. And then my family fucking reminds me, like, every year. I don't know how it comes up in conversation, but, like, apparently, I, I think it was Snowball, but I just, like, try to forget it. I, I thought Snowball ran away. But they tell me what happened with Snowball is one day I went outside and just found her crushed <gasps> on the street, dead. No. And I came inside crying. Apparently, I was traumatized, so my memory just won't remember it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude, but, you must have been traumatized. Yeah. Because that's something you remember. Yeah, and I had her for a long time. Dude, I would have been so... Because when you really love something yeah. and you're not, and especially when you're young yeah. and you don't know that that can happen yeah fucks you up mhm um and i don't keep animals anymore i'm just yeah it's 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 difficult because you know that it, in some form that's going to happen i know it's going to die before me yeah for sure like with my brothers i'm like hey, he could outlive me you know what like sucks? a cat i'm going to die way it's going to die way before me fuck yeah you know what sucks is that like sea turtles aren't like cute and cuddly yeah because they're gonna live longer than us and if they were like sm even if, if they were smart enough to like I'm, I'm sure they're smart in their own way in the sea turtle way but if they were smart enough to like hang out with us and like do all of these cool like mammal things i, I don't know how to explain it but in a way where we're like this thing really loves me you know what i mean it'd be awesome because we could be like, I'm going to die way before you, as long as I keep your diet in check. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's just not how it is. Um, just chug that whole cup. Oh, shit, yeah. You're probably going to be really more drunk here in a minute. Yeah, really more drunk. So, um, yeah, so then, after my mom gets third-degree burns, and my dog gets sent away, well, probably around the same time, my mom has to go to the doctor for it. Yeah. The doctor then, a, a specialist has to take a, a hot, a wet, a, like like a wet towel, right? They get it super hot um, for disinfectantary reasons, I'm sure. I'm sure. Sorry. I feel like I'm mispronouncing things. No, you said it fine. Okay. And I, they put it on my mom's leg, and they scrape it across her leg to get all the dead skin off so it doesn't get infected. Yeah, because damn. We already produce like three million dead skin cells a day. Yeah. So when you have a burn, you produce more because your body's trying to heal that area. Yeah. So it can get infected easier. You don't want that to sit around on your new shit, um, especially when it's a deep burn. And I just felt so bad. I was like, I'm so sorry because my I had to hear about it for years after. Yeah. I, if I brought it up now, it would create an entire like chapter in my life i try to <laughs> i try to avoid the subject as much as possible yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah dude it, it was the worst um speaking of uh not being ready to see shit die yeah i remember i think i was probably seven or eight and my uncle um my uncle had two pomeranians they were fine that I, I didn't see them die or whatever happened to them but i would go in the garage and he had this door that was made for cats that would come and go as they pleased. Essentially wild cats. We didn't let them in the house. Yeah. But I would take them from outside. <laughs> I would take them from outside, bring them in the house where they weren't supposed to be, 
and I would uh, I would create like a pallet with like just blankets on the ground and I would I would cut, they were so nice to me and I would lay them on a pillow like they were a person and cover them up and I would force them to watch TV with me because <laughs> I was such a lonely kid you know yeah. what I mean I was alone all the time yeah. I'd force them to watch TV with me and they would just sit there all nice and I was like and what I didn't understand was this thing is so happy to have shelter right now yeah. <laughs> that it'll just hang out with me. Yeah. I thought we were friends, you know. What <laughs> I mean? So, so I really like these cats. Yeah. Even though my grandma caught me like throwing them in the air one time, I didn't know any better. <laughs> she said, "I'm gonna tell you." My, she was deaf, so she said, "I'm gonna tell your dad when you get it when he gets home." And I was like, "Oh shit!" I froze. I was in the garage and I was like making them do flips. <laughs> And I didn't know you weren't supposed to do that. Were you catching them? No. They, were, they always landed on their feet. I was like, these things have superpowers. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. So I didn't know you weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. Because I never owned a cat because my mom is creeped out by cats. That's another thing. I, I've only owned a cat as an adult because my mom is terrified of cats. I was alerting to them. I just didn't live with my mom. I'm trying to get the tobacco. But. I know. Just be careful with the wrappers because they're loud for the audio. I'm very carefully putting them in my lap. Bro. So anyways, I did love these cats. I liked cats. I, I liked animals. Yeah. I still love animals. And so one day I go outside and I see this cat across the street and it looks like it's asleep on the curb, like on the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, what's going on with that cat? So I walk over, and then my girl cousins, I had a lot of girl cousins, and I go tell them, I say, hey, I think there's something wrong with this cat or whatever, and I go get them, and they come out. They did something that you're probably not supposed to do with a child, uh, and they walk me across the street to see this dead cat that they could tell was, I'm sure, at their age, obviously dead. Yeah. They're like 13 and 14, yeah. you know, some, some <laughs> older. And so they walk, I'm holding their hand, they're if I'm holding their hand, <laughs> if I'm a child and I'm holding your hand, don't show me a dead animal I, I love, yeah. you know what I mean? I walk across the street, and its eyeball is basically hanging out of its head, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh fuck, <laughs> I'm not ready, and I, fr I, I, get, I get two thirds of the way there. And when I, when I, and we, <laughs> so I can only see its body. And when I get to its face, I realize it got hit in the head or something, you know. And when I get to its face, I, I realize I'm like, I like freeze. I stop breathing. <laughs> I see its eye ba basically like halfway hanging out and I stop and I freeze and I'm just hanging and I'm just standing still. And I stand there, I guess way too long staring at it, like not saying anything. And they're all talking and apparently one of them is like says something to me and they realize I'm not responding <laughs> so they're like they turn me away and make and I start and start walking me back down I don't remember I remember getting out there I don't remember the walk back to the house yeah. I remember being frozen in time yeah. and being traumatized <laughs> so that's another story I have <laughs> I was like fuck that's bad hey, you got and so then... Alright, we took another break. We're back at it again with some more topics. Let's get going. So the other day, we start talking about our nutsacks. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Yes. And I'm talking about how I heard a thing where someone's nutsack could touch the water in a toilet as long as it wasn't low flow. And I was like, wow, that dude's nutsack must hang crazy low. Yeah. And you were like, well, I don't think my nutsack could touch the water, but it's definitely big. And I was like, and so you were like, I'm pretty sure my nutsack's probably bigger than yours. And I was like, give me an example. And you said, well, I can put my fist against my, I can put my fist against my nutsack and wrap my nutsack around my whole fist. <laughs> to which I was like, huh, that sounds like something I could try, <laughs> but I'm not sure. And our hands are a little bit different sizes. I got small hands. My fist is definitely bigger than your fist. Yeah. But even if my fist was the size of your fist, I don't think I could fit my <laughs> nutsack around it. Now, my balls are pretty big, and there's a lot of sack down there. Yeah. But conceptually thinking about putting my nutsack around, um, it, putting my nutsack around this grinder yeah. would be difficult. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if there's enough excess skin where my balls wouldn't be like screaming in pain. Yeah. So I was like, "Wow, Chris's wow. Chris's nutsack must be like a bat's wing, <laughs> just stretched out around." Yeah, it's pretty big, man. It's huge. To stretch it around your fist, I mean, it's like silly putty. You could bring up a comic strip with that thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, "Wow," and then uh, it reminded me that. There are these people that talk about this guy on this one podcast I listened to, and this guy had stretched out his ball sack to a point to where he could put his balls in his... He does porn, and uh, male, uh, uh, you know, hetero and homo homosexual porn, and he can put his own balls in his own ass, and he so he can do that whenever, and they've said he's even done scenes where he can put his balls in his own ass, fuck someone... And then when he comes, force his balls out of his ass. Yes. Jesus Christ. Which is a lot to take in yeah. for the first time to, yeah, to hear two about. balls, that is a lot to take in. Dude, it, I could, I, I'm sure I could stretch my nuts, stretch my nuts over time and get them to like hang near my asshole. If I don't do it, age will do it. Yeah. I've, I've heard stories, yeah. you know what I mean? But... I don't like my balls to be played with a heavy amount. Yeah. Uh, I've had it happen, and I'm like, hey, take it easy. To <laughs> cup them, to cup them or do like a light tug or a little bit of play with is fine. But to get rough with them, even a little bit, I'm like, yo, calm the <laughs> fuck down, down there. Yeah. Because this is going to head to flaccid town really fast. <laughs> and so... To think that I could take my nuts, even like even if they're next to my asshole, and force them in my asshole with force. You do. You have to do it one by one, right? You. I'm sure you have to do it one by one. If you if you to do them both together, you'd probably have to be used to things going in your ass, which this guy might be. You would have to be used to things going in your ass. You would have to make a fist and like have them next to each other, like squeeze together where there's no slack and shove them in there yeah to do them one at a time i'd be scared i think that would hurt more to do them, <laughs> to do them. there's one in there and now you have to plop the other one in there <laughs> like holy shit and to say you shit out your own balls now i'm not very religious 
right? Yeah, okay. But if I die, and they say you have to confront all of your sins, <laughs> if God or St. Peter or whoever is like, so we heard you did an, a, an act, which we can consider a sexual act, but it's... It's also just exploratory. <laughs> uh, you put your testicles in your own anus. Is, is this correct? And like, yeah, but it was for money. It's like, yeah, but before you did it for money, you were seeing if you could do it <laughs> quite a few times. <laughs> and it's like, should I be ashamed of this? Or I, I, I mean, if it's a thing, you're religious, but. I, you know, I don't really think anyone should be ashamed of anything like that. Like, yeah. if you can do that, it's like people that can turn their eyelids inside out. Not a lot of people could do it. Probably more people than could put their balls I in their ass. I could do that when I was a kid, but it hurts so bad. I hurt, yeah, as a kid, a lot of kids could do it, and I was, I tried to do it, and I was like, fuck that, that hurts. I don't even want to try it. <laughs> like, I think I've seen you do it before. <laughs> yeah, it hurts so bad. Yeah. You're literally flipping your fucking eyelid thing out. Yeah. So, I'm not saying it's the equivalent of that, but I'm saying, like... You literally said it's the same thing. I said... No, I didn't say the same thing. I said it's like. Like, some people probably could do it, some people can't. But, uh, definitely not of the usual matter. Yeah. Now, um, when I was working at this restaurant that you know, that yeah. I worked at for years, a lot of the time, my manager would come up to me, and he would say hey, I need you to go around and change some light bulbs. Now, some of these light bulbs would be really high up and you would need a ladder. Some of them wouldn't be that high up and I would just stand on a chair. Yeah. Now, above the bar, I would, just to save time, I would stand on these chairs that they're bar stools and they have backs on them and they swivel around. Yeah. So they spin 360 degrees very easily. Now, I'm standing on one of these bar stool chairs. I'm, um... I'm installing these light bulbs. I'm replacing light bulbs that had gone out over yeah, the bar. Yeah. And whenever I want to get down off the chair, I think, oh, I'll just do a simple hop or, you know, let my feet down really quickly and just end up on the ground and catch myself. Now, what happens is, um, I try, I've done it before. I try to do this. And I try to hop off, I try to land right next to the chair. All I want to do is hop off the chair uh, in a very quick motion to where the chair doesn't move very much. Yeah. So that the back of the chair doesn't, like, spin and hit me on the way down. Yeah. Now, I do this one time, and when I do it, the chair, I did it incorrectly. <laughs> the chair spins around and the back of the chair is now directly under me. Oh god. <laughs> so the chair, the back of the chair, the top of the chair essentially butt fucks me. <laughs> it goes directly between my ass cheeks and in my gooch a little bit. And all of my weight is on this chair which t causes the chair to become top heavy. And because the chair is top heavy, of course <laughs> it <laughs> It tips over, and I have nothing to grab onto. <laughs> I'm essentially mid-air, only being held up by the back of this chair, which is lodged in my under under my it, it lodged in my undercarriage. And so the chair tips over. I'm sitting there, nothing to grab onto. My legs are not touching anything. My arms are not touching anything. 
only the top of this chair is in my ass. Yeah. Not in my asshole, but in my ass. And so it then proceed, proceeds to, like, just slam me towards the ground. <laughs> I end up flat on the ground, and I immediately pop up, look around, see if anyone saw, a few people saw, <laughs> and I just walk to the back, like, holding my butt, like, fuck that hurt. <laughs> All of my body weight went on the back of this chair, and I was just like, God damn it. Of course... Because you look so cool if you just fall from that height and you're fine. Like, oh, this is nothing to me. Yeah. Which ha I did all the time when I had to replace light bulbs in this area. Yeah. But this one time, it was quite the opposite. <laughs> this chair fucking got me and, you know. Yeah. It was sick of me standing on it. And <laughs> that happened. Okay, so when I was a kid, I oft I didn't have a lot of friends in the town that I'm from, the city that I'm from didn't make a lot of friends uh the kids that i did hang out with my mom was friends with their mom so when my mom would work she would send me over to this kid's house for the day or something or vice versa when his mom worked or had something to do she would see if he could come over to my house yeah you know what i mean so i go over to this kid's house he's like a year or two older than me and um he has an older brother who's still living in the house the older brother looks like mid-twenties yeah maybe maybe he's just one of those dudes that looks older and he's like fucking late teens probably yeah. late teens or something i don't know yeah and uh he's a really cool guy played Star Fox in his room on nintendo sometimes anyways maybe his playstation can't remember anyways um i'm hanging out with them one day as i did and his brother i think his brother was named chris, brother's name was chris comes in the room and the kid i was hanging out with his name was ryan and uh, he's sitting there, like, chopping it up with his bullshitting. And then uh, he's talking to me, and he's like, you want to see something cool? And he, I was like, what? And he goes, hey, Ryan, spit. And I was like, I look at Ryan, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and Ryan looks at him, and he goes, stop. <laughs> and so he goes, so Chris goes, spit. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, stop it, Chris. Stop it. And he goes, spit. And so Ryan then runs to the bathroom. Me and Ryan just ate like a bunch of Oreos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ryan runs to the bathroom and he goes, spit, spit. And he starts following Ryan to the bathroom. So I'm like, something's happening. <laughs> I think I'm like seven at this point in my life. Yeah, yeah. And I start following Ryan and I look through the bathroom door. Ryan's uh, hovering over the toilet, looking into the <laughs> toilet, and he's like throwing up the Oreos. <laughs> and and uh, I was just like, "What is happening?" And he's like, "Stop!" He's like throwing up. And he looks at Chris, "Stop it!" And, right, and and Chris is just like spit, and he's just fucking throwing up. So I don't know what happened to Ryan, but. I assume Chris traumatized him. <laughs> I assume Chris traumatized him with spit at some point. <laughs> he probably did that thing where you hold someone down and you, like, hold a loogie over their face <laughs> that's hanging from your mouth <laughs> until inevitably, like, it accidentally or purposely fell on his face yeah. and he threw up everywhere. Yeah. And because he was traumatized... 
now he can't hear the word spit or something else happened which I hope isn't worse than that. <laughs> that just that involves spit. And so that that story just st- okay, story time. That story stuck <laughs> with me. It stuck with me forever and I just I felt like I had to tell someone and I don't think I've ever told you. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if I've ever told that story to Liz. Yeah. And so I'm I don't know I don't think I've told that story to a lot of people. Yeah. It's just in my brain. Yeah. Cuz I was like why are you doing this? <laughs> like, don't you? I, I, I'm, I'm an, I, essentially, I'm an only child. Don't you love each other? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to your brother? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I didn't have a lot of frame of reference about how families were. Yeah. But I did know <coughs> something that I found out when I was like six years old is that families can be fucked up to each other. Yeah. And I had female cousins, girl cousins, that would pick on me all the time in fucked up ways. And I was like, oh, this is just what they do to have fun. And I played along like, you know, it was kind of fun for me, even though I would get upset and it wasn't. (laughs) But I was six years old and we decided to drive in our old car from the city I'm from to here, to Gainesville, to visit my mom's family. Yeah. And my uncle Chris, who you know, yeah. who's mean spirited. <laughs> it was it was snowing heavily this day. Yeah, uh, in Gainesville, and there was a lot of snow. And we pull up, and I am a little kid. I'm six years old. Yeah. And my mom, who's very overprotective of me, bundles me up uh, in a jacket that allows me to barely move. I have like no mobile motion in this jacket <laughs> because overprotective moms are like you're gonna get cold you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm stiff to the I'm stiff to walk around my arms are like out to my side and uh, I get out of the car and when I close the car door my uncle looks at me and he throws he's a grown man he's got to be like almost 20 now yeah he throws a snowball at me <laughs> very hard <laughs> Hard enough to explode upon impact and hits me in the face. (laughs) I fall back on the concrete. Like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) Now, that's all I remember. I remember that traumatizing moment. I don't remember what what happened after, but being as sensitive as I was, I can only imagine I immediately started crying. (laughs) And I'm sure I cried and my mom cussed him out and took me inside and was like, what the fuck is the matter with you? (laughs) So, so, uh, yeah, that, that was one of my first tastes of like, oh, people can do these things to you (laughs) no matter what age you are. So me, dude. I grew up with like a bunch of siblings, and I'm the oldest, but like in a shit ton of cousins, and like yeah, everyone's fucking me, dude. How could you? I just remember being like, why? (laughs) (laughs) That fucking hurt, like. Because at home, I'm alone all the time. I'm playing by myself by my toys. I'm very sensitive. I don't have physical. Attacks done to me ever. So a ball of half ice, half water, hitting me in the face. I'm not ready for that. It stings. It's like a slap to the face. Dude, it sucks. Oh my god. So, okay. So this one, 
this one's not that bad, but this one, um, I was a teenager. I had to be probably 15, 16, and um, I was just now um, allowed to drive. I think I was driving either my mom's car or my dad had just got me a car at the time. And uh, I go to Thanksgiving at my grandmother's house. Uh, she lives in an old folks apartment. It's an apartment just for old people. Uh, it's outside, it's not like in a building. And um, not it, it's not outside. It's not like in a building where all the things are put together in one giant building. They're like duplexes all next to each other. And so um, we're all in there, and they're like, someone's like, fuck, I forgot butter. I am already high as shit. And they're like, Nicholas, will you go get butter? Because they call me Nicholas. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I'll grab some butter real quick. Because there's a grocery store. Once you pull out of the apartments and get down the street, there's a grocery store across the highway. So I was like, cool. I'll get butter. I have something else to do real fast anyways. I drive directly to my house. Um, I go uh, roll up like a joint or two. I smoke that. I hop on the phone with my friend. My friend calls me. I'm on the phone with him for a minute. Completely forget what I'm doing. I, I'm gone for like two hours, <laughs> like hanging out while they're like waiting on me. Yeah. And I come back and I'm like, I get there and I'm like, huh. And so my, in my brain, I'm like, I guess I just had to, to go home for a second. Yeah. And I get there and I walk in and they're all like, where's the butter? <laughs> and I go, oh yeah. <laughs> and I fucking turn around and go to the grocery store and they're like, We've been waiting two hours to fucking eat, you piece of shit. <laughs> and so, they were so Who's mad at me. call the ones and why? Yeah. It got so high. Dude, it's so fucked. I couldn't believe I did that. I was like, wow, I am a piece of shit. Now, um, I've been listening to this podcast. It is the Steve-O Wild Ride podcast, and it is a great podcast. Now... One thing I just found out, let me know what you think about this. I think I think it's kind of cool, but also maybe some health, you know, detriments. But Steve-O has decided, he does comedy tours and different things now. Steve-O has decided, as far as I know, he said it, that on his next hour-long special thing he's doing, he is going to go to a surgeon, plastic surgeon, I don't know, and get two big fake tits implanted inside of his body. Yes. Is he going to get them removed? He talked to the doctor and the doctor said... Mama called the doctor and the doctor said... <laughs> he, he talked to the doctor and the doctor said... The doctor said, to avoid all health complications, it's probably better to have them removed after about three months. Yeah. Now, I have a, I've had in my whole life a couple of stripper ants, and I only have like one left, but because um, two of them were by marriage and this one is by blood, and the one by blood had well two of them actually. Anyways, the one by blood you know has yeah. had uh, breast augmentation surgery because I don't want to talk about my ants breasts in that way. <laughs> I don't want to say anything else uh, yeah so boob job yes boob job my mom says boob job i'll say boob job yeah Did a boob job for her profession at the time yeah and 
she said she was in bed for like a few weeks after she had them in. Yeah. So a few weeks is like around a month at least. So he says the doctor said to have them removed after about three months. Yeah. Um, probably because, you know, I'm not sure how fast it happens, but when your body starts rejecting things, uh, it can start to calcify around the thing that it's trying to reject. It builds up a cal calcium deposits, I believe is what happens around the thing that it doesn't want to be in there to kind of seal off the stuff that could happen with this foreign object in your body. Yeah. Now, that's why, uh, that's why people who get boob jobs often get super hard tits because your body is rejecting this thing and it ca it, create, it calcifies around the thing, so yeah. it becomes hard yeah. with calcium. Now, if he now he says he wants to make the most of those three months by making the most money, doing the most tour stuff, showing the most people, getting the most footage, creating the most content with these fake tits, yeah. which will be awesome. But if he's going to be bedridden for essentially possibly a month unless steve-o's super tough but he's very sober now yeah so aside from the painkillers they may give him for the surgery uh it may not be super cool to start a tour the day after yeah. he may have to be bedridden so he it might have to be four months or something like yeah. that you know it, it, you know that's it, not too big of a difference but yeah that's just that was just my take on it when i thought about it now he is they asked him do you think you will be like cleanly shaven to make them look like real tits while they're on your body, right? Essentially, I'm curious as to what fake tits would look like with male nipples on them, just because I'm so used to seeing very supple breasts, and then breast augmentation causes them to be larger breasts, but with female nipples, which are already, essentially, to my knowledge, well, to what I've seen, in my opinion, more supple than most male nipples. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I'd like to see that. And he said, uh, I'm probably going to shave them at first, just for the look of, like, fake tits. And then after the third or fourth month, they're going to be super fucking hairy. <laughs> so, he's going to whip them out, and they're just going to be super fucking hairy, huge fake yeah. tits during a show, which I thought was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. That was pretty cool. It's a lot to go through, though. Like, I wouldn't do that. Dude... I mean... He's already rich enough. He's going to make... Uh, you have to... Here's what you have to do. I would talk to everyone that I possibly could to make this the most efficient tour as possible, save every ounce of footage for it to be clipped up together in multiple different ways so that you could have possibly multiple hours or episodes or whatever you're doing after the fact that it happens yeah you need to maximize profit on this because you're doing extreme extremely like body modifications to yourself and there can be i'm not saying there can be like huge health detriments to this yeah health, huge health repercussions to this but there possibly could be yeah so and yeah and also I don't want Steve-O to, like, get addicted to painkillers if for some reason something goes wrong and he, it's, the breast surgery causes him to be in pain all the time and he already has all this stuff set up and doesn't and he doesn't want to, you know, lose money on the fact. I'm sure he would put his health health first, but um, he probably doesn't want to let a lot of people down that he has, wor has working on this project with him. Yeah. You know? uh, but, yeah, uh, that's... Uh, 
that's some of the stuff I wanted to talk about. Yeah. You got anything to talk about? Well, I wish I could get hard. <laughs> like, whenever I wanted to. Hmm. Like, right now, I just feel like, hey, look, and I just have, like, a fucking month. You know what I wish? I wish I could get... And I can make it go flaccid whenever. Because it's not just get hard and be stuck hard. That would be very cool. And then you could have a sick pu- dick puppet show. Yeah. Um, hey! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could essentially, like, have a... You could do a, a bunch of cool shit. One of my things would be, like, having a coffin for my dick. Yeah. And dressing my dick up like Dracula. Duh. Yeah. And then my dick... And then my dick does the fucking lift up thing. He, my dick has two fake crossed arms on his chest, and like slick black, slick back jet black hair with a huge widow's peak, and he just lifts out of the coffin like Dracula does directly from his feet, and and that would be very yeah cool. yeah yeah. Um, I don't know why that's the first thing I thought of when we talked about dick stuff, but yeah, um, yeah. I wish that I could fuck. And then, like, in one of those fucking hentai animes where the dude's just full of testosterone could, like, immediately get hard again. Like, second, yeah. like within the next minute yeah. of the scene. I'm like, whoa, that's the dream. Dude. Yeah. Like, but my dick's too sensitive after I come. I yeah. Don't wanna, I don't want to. Give me, like, ten minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have that. Yeah, I All right, guys. Well, that's it for the podcast today. Uh, you know. If you like us, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your enemies. And uh, you can check us out on Spotify, um, Anchor, and a lot of different places like that. So, uh, until next time. We're interesting! A million dollars in my face is just an okay view to me. They say money talks, and if so, then I speak it fluently. I'm not worried about these hoes and the scrutiny. I'm worried about the window of opportunity. Weak-minded strength.